Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chatting today with Danny Hutton. He is one of the lead singers and one of the founders of Three Dog Night playing at the Paramount. And Danny, we got all kinds of fun questions for you. But one of the things I'm curious about, and some people haven't heard the story, is how did you end up picking Three Dog Night as the name of your band? You know, uh, Brian Wilson produced us first. He called us uh, Redwood. We went out and did our own thing. And the manager on a Friday said, look, Monday, stop screwing around and come up with a name. So we wrote about at my house, we wrote about 50 names down, and that was out of a book called Mankind, and it was on Aborigines. Aborigines go on a thing called a walkabout, where, you know, they become a man and all that stuff. They go out. They don't bring anything with them. They sleep at night and with, the, with their dogs, and the dogs, uh, they use like kind of as blankets. They'd all huddle together. So a uh, three-dog night is a cold night. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. When you sleep sleep with the dogs interesting i yeah. never knew that that's, yeah, that's... But, and our manager was horrified he, he said that you really want to use the word dog in your name and i laugh now i mean how 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 often do people use dog hey dog oh yeah you hear it all the time now it's like saying hello to somebody yeah yeah and uh that's that's kind of how we got it, you know. Well, and Danny, I mean, you guys, uh, I was looking at everything you guys have done. 21 Billboard Top 40 hits, is that correct? Uh, we hold a record, yeah, consecutive. Consecutive hits, that means we can never release another record unless it's a hit. <laughs> exactly, well, you're like, we got a real high bar now. <laughs> Well, you started out, you know, kind of doing some bigger stadium shows, and then, you know, over the years, you've kind of transitioned into, you know, smaller, more intimate venues, kind of like the Paramount. So what was that like, kind of changing that up? But the biggest audience we played to uh, was, uh, well, in one day, I think it was 600,000 at the Washington uh, 4th of July. It's a little different animal. You know, we were, we were the first group after the Beatles to play stadiums. Before Crosby, Stills and Nash, and all those guys, we'd Cotton Bowl, and uh, we had Rod Stewart open for us. The you know the faces and uh, Leon Russell at uh, Three River Stadium and uh, that stuff. Atlanta Braves Stadium. So it was crazy. It's like it's like an animal, a big huge animal, and you know you get the Doppler effect where people in the way in the back are applauding you know, half a second later than everybody else. So the spectacle part of it is good, but uh, musically, uh, I love the idea of, for me, maybe 1,500 to 2,000 people where it's not huge, but it feels it feels good. You know, it's my favorite, I guess. You know, we we still we do we do symphony um, shows, and uh, sometimes we'll do uh, a city fest. You know, that like thirty thousand people downtown and all that kind of stuff. But for me, that, that's probably the most comfortable. You know, you've heard recently, um, Elton John, uh, Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend. These guys will play for. Uh, private celebrity birthday parties in some cases. Have you ever done one of those? We do We do a lot of like hospital charities and things like that, black tie events. And wh- what I like about it is you can, you can go in and no one knows you're even in town, and then you can go back a couple of weeks later and play a, play a public event, and they really treat you well. I, I love those. 
those kind of things. I've uh, I read that uh, one of your sons sometimes plays with you guys. Yeah, Tim, uh, our guitar player, once in a while, just you know, he wants to just kind of lay back. And Tim, Tim comes in, but got to remember my my three boys. Uh, they were on tour from the age of three on. In the eighties, we'd have the tour bus and stuff, and my wife and I would have had a big RV. And we would just travel separately. I think Neil. I think uh, Neil did that. Neil Young too. They they'd be backstage, you know. And the Beach Boys would say, "Come on, guys, you want to come out on the last song?" And they would say, "Nah, we just want to play back here." <laughs> so they they've been in it a long time. My, my other son, Dash, my youngest, he was uh, the drummer for Haim. I don't know if you know who Haim is. Uh, he's going out uh, with the Arctic Monkeys in uh, in a couple of months. One of the guys from uh, Queen of the Stone Age. We've got a group called Many Mansions. Uh, the bass player. They're all they're all in the business. And, and I have a recording studio here. Uh, I get a lot of young bands. My boys run run it, but uh, I get to to hear and see a lot of the young groups, which is cool. So let me ask you, Danny. So I played uh, trombone in high school or middle school, and I was in marching band, and that's kind of where I got you know my you know decided I wanted to be in public performance. At what point did you decide that you wanted to be? A professional musician. I, I, I'm from Ireland, and so uh, I came over when I was five with my mother and my brother and sister, and we had all the uncles and aunts in Boston, and they, they'd have us once once a month. They'd have a big night, they would call it. So everybody would meet at somebody's house, and everybody had to get up, uh, do something, either dance, sing, play the harmonica, recite poetry, or do something. And I was like the youngest of all of them, and I used to hide under the table. I was so shy, and uh, but I I was just uh, engulfed in music from from. That you know, from that's kind of an Irish thing or a British Isles thing. So uh, I, I think I finally bought a guitar when I was uh, fourteen or fifteen. Actually, I, I borrowed a guitar. You know, I, I I went from there slowly. I was not a guy that uh, was in twenty bands and uh, played clubs. You know, where you do five sets a night and all that stuff. I was I came in from the uh, studio. Side of it, uh, I actually ended up being the A and R guy for Hanna Barbera Records. You know the guys that oh, did yeah. the Flintstones and yeah. all that stuff. And I would I'd write the song, and then uh, I would I'd sing all the harmony parts and play some of the instruments. And that that's so that's how I, I really got in, into the business. I was I was actually a cartoon on the Flintstones. Ah, really? Yeah, when Pebbles and Bam Bam. Remember Pebbles and Bam Bam? Uh huh. The first time uh, they sang, I'm on the TV, and, and Barney and Fred are. Uh, watching me sing my nephew you know they all thought i was i went to bedrock <laughs> ah how cool is that yeah so uh, <laughs> they'd put out records and uh and with a group name and then uh uh i you know i didn't ever go and perform i, I did a song and they finally said you know what we're gonna we're gonna put your name on it and i said i'm not a performer and it was a hit a hit song in uh, about eight states top 10 in la and they put me on the sunny and share tour and so the first time I really sang in public was to 5,000 people. <laughs> oh, wow. Nothing like the pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, I was good the first couple of nights. And then I think I was in Connecticut. And, you know, the other part of your brain, it says, do you realize where you are? <laughs> My knees started shaking. You know, it was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get that wake-up call. You're uh, like, oh, wow, this uh, is really happening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was that was, uh, that was the start of that. And then, uh, then the Hanna-Barbera were not really forthcoming with royalties mm. uh, and my manager uh moved over to mgm records and uh he brought me and frank zappa over i was 
buddies with Frank, brought us over there. And then uh, he left them and became the president of uh, Brother Records, the Beach Boys record company. And he, he had me come up to meet Brian, Brian Wilson. And we just became friends forever. Uh, they brought me up to sing Good Vibrations, the original Good Vibrations. Oh, man, that's uh, a pretty high little octave there. Uh, yes, but it was completely different. I think he had dropped acid the week before <laughs> for the first time. It was like a big swimmy kind of demo, and I just became great friends with Brian. I'm, uh, I was his best man at, at his last wedding. Oh, that's very cool. You guys are his buddies. Oh, oh, yeah, he's part of my best friend. The last three three books he's written is either dedicated the book to me or on the first line in the, both of his books. <laughs> the, he's a sweetheart. He is the man. He he to me is the you know they throw around the word genius. He he really. He could do it all. Well, Danny, and you know, I'm I've, I'm impressed with over the years I've worked in radio, I've seen your name pop up playing all over the place. So, you guys are super active. How do you keep up the energy to keep playing after all these years? Any well, tricks or tips? Uh, I've like I said, we went from 65 gigs, uh, 60 to 65 gigs a year, and I'm I stepped it up to 100. We go about three three weekends a month, and then we're we're off. You know, go out on a Thursday, come home on Sunday. Everybody lives in a different state, so we all we all fly fly into a city, and their tour bus is waiting for us. We go out for three days and come and fly home. Oh, nice! And it makes it's, it pretty easy. It, it, it's, it's really cool, and uh, none of the keys and the songs have been lowered. <laughs> none of that stuff. Uh, I, and I would never. I feel like I'm the guardian of Three Dog Night, and uh, it's really important to me. I, I I don't like when I read interviews and uh, they say about some group they'll say, you know, they're good, you know, for their age. They've lost a little bit of this, but you know, but I, I don't want to know about that. I want, I want an interview that I want, I want a review that says uh, they kick butt. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, from what from I what think, I've heard, you still got it with all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, we're on all all uh, eight cylinders. I'm really proud of the guys in the band. Anybody out there, look up Ticketmaster, you know, Three Dog Night, and they have all the re- the reviews in there are by. Fans that have gone to shows. Uh, it's not by a columnist or something like that. I'm real. I'm real proud of those reviews. I I still I, I can sing uh, above high C in a natural voice. Still, you know uh, that you know that's the big money note in uh, in opera when the tenor sings that big note at the end. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm real. I don't know why I can get there. It's about four octaves higher than I can sing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's good is just everybody in the band. Things. Everybody could be a lead singer in the band. Three of us sing more. Two of us sing a lot of the stuff. I, I have a certain thing that I do. The other guy has got this big, wide blues voice. He can and uh, he can riff. And the other guy has got a great falsetto. They hit get way, way up there. So every we all complement each other. You know, the three of us together can. Three of us together are four. <laughs> well, what uh, what can people expect when they see you at the show? We sound like the records or better. I'm really, really proud of that. We're lucky enough to have a lot of hits, but about every genre you can think of, from pop charts to easy listening charts, I really respect certain groups that have a certain style of music and they're known for it. We can do any style of music. The songs are, you know, are, are really, they've lasted uh, and I'm I'm so thankful. The songs all kind of have a they don't have a shelf life, you know. They they're not going going out because they're about emotions. We're not political. Uh, we just uh, great hooks, big hooks, harmonies. Everybody's there's no rookies in the band, you know. Fifty years later, 
nobody's faking it. <laughs> Danny Hutton from Three Dog Night. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, chatting with us this afternoon. Looking forward to the show tomorrow night. And thanks for doing what you do to keep the uh, beautiful legacy of Three Dog Night going. All right. Thanks, Dan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.